0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to Almost 30 Podcast. Or if you're new, welcome, welcome, welcome. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Welcome for the first time. Welcome (laughs) to the first time in your whole life. And your oh, whole holding life Can Come on, come all.
1: Gather yeah, round. It's Lindsay and Krista. We normally don't talk over each
0: other, but today's gonna be the day. six years in. This is gonna be a day of talking over <laughs> each other. Two girls, two mics. We've really, we've really perfected
1: the art of uh, ESP mm-hmm. in interviews together. It's like
0: awesome and stressful at times. A hundred percent. Tell me a stressful time recently. <laughs> There was a recent situation. We've had four situations in our whole podcasting career where people have been under the influence
1: uh-huh. during an
0: interview. And it's stressful because there's a lot happening. So that's going on. And we're having a psychic conversation where mm-hmm. we're like, okay, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Right. What's next? Right. Because we don't know exactly what's going on. But yeah. But then I'm thinking, does Krista know? And... Yes. Should or I ca- even in regular podcasting interview situations, if we're kind of not feeling the vibe I and know. we want to get out, it's like... <laughs> this happens very rarely, by once, the way. <laughs> guys, we've done over 400 episodes. This has probably happened uh, five times. Yeah. yeah. And it's really, it's not really even about them. It's obviously always always about us, but it's more about like, if we've ever had like three interviews in a day or... Sure. Something like that. I'm just sick mm-hmm. like, of uh, sitting on my ass. Mm-hmm.
1: I think we both have... The things that we do or say or don't say that kind of indicate I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I usually get
0: up, move around. <laughs> the other day, I was like, there was a candle lit. I blew out the candle. <laughs> I opened the door. <laughs> I was. I ran up and hugged them. In if she the middle, could close a curtain in she the would. middle of the sentence. Because there's something about me, I'm very patient, but there's something about me when I'm ready to go, I'm really ready to go. Yeah. Like after meals and dinners. Yes. Once we get the check, I'm out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it's like I'm, or if I'm at a party or something, I'm always the person at the party that I leave the party at the peak of the party. I don't stay. like all my yes. friends in college, I literally love them. They would always be like, yeah, we were out till four. Like I left at one mm-hmm. and it was like the peak of it all. Yes. You want to be
1: the one that when you leave, people are like, oh, where's she going? Yes. I wish she
0: would stay. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then they look around and they're like, Instead of, I wish you would leave. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Yeah, like, why is she lingering? I was never a lingerer. That's factual. That is factual. I was never lingering. But today is an Ask Ask Us Anything episode Mm -hmm. that Lindsay and I do. So we will do Ask Us Anything episodes about once a month. And we just like to source questions from the community that we receive either on Instagram or within our membership. And it's just a beautiful way for us to connect with you guys. And then for us to answer some of your questions Mm -hmm. and just have a, fun girl chat.
1: Yeah. And we got some really good, we always get good questions. I'm always like kind of blown away. I'm
0: like, I know. I love them.
1: <laughs> Before we get into the ask us anything, just uh, a bit of big news. Big news. A little bit of big news. We have Camp Almost 30 coming up in two days. Thousands and thousands of you from all over the world are joining us for our Biggest virtual event of the year. And this is really a celebration of your evolution of important conversations that are just shifting, shifting a lot, shifting our hearts, shifting us into the new paradigm, making us think, helping us to grow, and helping us to connect.
0: And the lineup this year is un- Unreal. unbelievable. When Lindsay and I put our dream list of who we wanted to speak at Almost 30, we could not be more proud of everyone who is um, teaching. We had the best time at Camp Almost 30 in January of this year. And the lineup was incredible. People left and they just were absolutely changed. And to top that this fall or this summer is just an absolute dream. We have Radhi DeVlukia Shetty. She's going to be talking about conscious living, how to nourish your mind, body, soul, and planet earth. We have Africa Brooke. She's talking about moving away from self-censorship and into mindful self-expression. Terry Cole is going to be teaching us about codependency and boundaries in relationships. Samora Suber is talking about knowing your worth. We're going to do a moving meditation and visualization with Yoga Wake Up We have Erin Abke, who's doing the Science of Reincarnation, who's a dear friend. We have Debbie Brown, You Are Limitless. She is the Limitless Queen, so we're going to be really going deep with her. We have Adriana Ailes of Anima Mundi Herbals, who is a partner of ours. She's going to be talking about psychic cleansing techniques through the use of herbs and altars. We have Jazz the Moon Mother, a friend of ours, whose topic is You Are God identifying as healed. Alyssa Romeo, meet your soul. And then Lindsay and I are going to be talking about the stories we tell ourselves. So it really is like a masterclass full day, free virtual event that we would love to have you join. Free,
1: free, free. So you can reserve your spot and space is limited at almost30.com slash camps. That's almost30.com slash camp. And we are going to give you a sneak peek into the next round of our membership. We're really excited to share. Yes.
0: We've added giveaways, healings, more ways for you guys to connect. We added workshops, workshops, the extra bonus episodes, extra live hangs. Yes. Tons of additional content. Our downloadables are super meaty and hearty. And we give us a topic to ground um, into each month. And so there's a lot in the membership. So we're excited to open that up again. Yes.
1: Okay. I need to introduce you to a revolutionary new app. Um, superhuman. I have been doing these superhuman activations every single morning for the last three weeks. Let me just tell you, I kind of fell off of my game after I had the baby. Most of my time and energy was going to him it was a 7 minute really vibey writing activation that I love so I had my journal out. Um yesterday I did a pep talk uh about tackling procrastination. There's a part of me that procrastinates quite a bit. So I'm just I love this. I love this. There's going to be an activation for you for this moment, for this day. Uh it's incredibly supportive. So Right now is the time. Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. Use our code ALMOST30. 20% off site-wide. So major. And then when you bundle and subscribe, which I highly recommend because you never want to run out of anything, uh, you're going to get an extra discount. So just do it up. Symbiotica.com and use the code ALMOST30 for 20% off site-wide. Okay, y'all. Let's do it. Ask us anything. Ask us
0: anything. Every question's like, Deep as can be? Yes. Yes. I,
1: I don't get a single surface question. It's not like, shut up, stop doing, ask me anything. <laughs> yeah. It's,
0: it's not like, what is like, what's your trick to stay like so mm. amazing?
1: <laughs> okay. Let's start with this one. How to start a prayer practice late in life and
0: have it feel natural. The natural ones, it, the natural part is an interesting indicator. Mm-hmm. And just so you guys know, so Lindsay and I are not particularly religious. We both grew up with a Catholic upbringing and really had to bring faith or God or our connection to source, universe, Adonai, whatever you guys want to call it, back into our lives later in life. I always had a connection to the universe, but now more specifically call it God. And so praying was something that I incorporated back into my life more consciously in the past year. I was doing manifestation, manifestation, I was talking to source, I was talking to guides, but it's been much more intentional as of late where it's like, I am in prayer. This is my ritual. Mm -hmm. I'm setting aside time for conversation. And I think it's like, there's one part about it where I had to stop trying to be so conscious about what I was trying to say. And I would almost judge myself mm-hmm. where I would try and get to like almost a meditation teacher's voice where I'd be like, dear God, please let abundance flow through my veins <laughs> and let me <laughs> shine my promising light on the world through my Instagram. Or You know what I mean? I'd yeah. be like in a, in a voice that wasn't my own. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that I did, and I think this would be helpful for you, would be to just really sit there in silence and let your heart speak. Like just say, God, please hear my heart and let your heart do all of the talking. Your heart will really speak what is true for you, what is needed, and it will speak more clearly than anything that your ego would ever want to say. So I think being in silence is really, really, really important. You don't have to be perfect. It's like God of all things knows what you want or what you intend anyway. So as much as your conscious mind can bring forth what your wishes are, what your prayers are, your heart is really going to do most of it. And then just setting aside time to do it. You know, I'll pray in the car. I'll pray um, when I'm walking. I'll pray every night before bed, every morning. And for me, my prayer is really like a recap of, you know, what I'm asking for, what I'm wanting to create, what I'm thankful for. And ever since being married to Justin, you know, my husband... I'm being a good girl and I'm saying husband all the time. Mm -hmm. I've really been praying for him. And I realized that as women, I think we pray very specifically for ourselves and our life and our family, but I wasn't praying for Justin until this year. You know, I was kind of assuming that so many people in my life really have it all together. And I've really made a conscious effort to pray for the health, safety, well-being, and love of him and people that I'm very close to. So Mm -hmm. I've also incorporated people that I love prayers in my heart. And there's actually studies that have really shown the benefits of group prayer on people and situations and places. So prayer is something that works. Yes. And just to add to that, I,
1: I kind of felt the same where I was judging myself as to what I was saying and how mm-hmm. I was saying it. And, you know, lately, and I think Aaron Rose has been a big part of of this and inspiring this, is like Expressing frustrations and being like, yes. God, I'm frustrated. Like, yep. I, I haven't been experiencing this or I haven't been seeing this and I really need it to be obvious. And I would love just the the clear sign or, you know, the blessings to just mm-hmm. roll on in, you know, because I always felt guilty about, you know, not leading with gratitude. I think, you know, God knows your heart. And I, I, I do believe that, you know, if you are... In gratitude, it it is felt. It doesn't necessarily need to be like I am grateful for this. I am grateful for this, but I like to balance it out with just like, hey, I'm like, I'm feeling really hopeless, or I'm feeling just really lost in this way, and just asking for that guidance and asking for those blessings and being very firm about it. You know, because I I think it establishes a worthiness too. Yeah, you
0: know, Aaron says I no longer want to experience. Mm Yeah. yeah. To be like, I no longer want to experience a lack of support from my family or friends. I no longer want to experience mm-hmm. um, insecurity when I'm presenting in front of my team or whatever it is. And, I, and I've and i also been trying to bring my,
1: quote, asks in the present tense. So it's like, as if I already have them or thank you for providing all that I need in order to um, safely go on vacation next month or thank you for, you know, just really bringing it to the present as if it already is because it already is. And then I think what really helps me too is like having conversations about God or like Mm -hmm. incorporating God into a conversation and feeling liberated enough to do that, whether it's with you or in our coaching sessions or with Sean or friends, and just like feeling feeling the power of that, of being able to say God, like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. like, Thank you God for this, like God is so good, or you know, mm-hmm. just like being able to say that I think is like my own like brief prayer throughout mm-hmm. the day, and yeah, I've been like blessing my food, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, little that's things huge. like that that is like um that can be what a prayer we think about mm-hmm. but it gives me pause, like Sean always before he puts something in his mouth, like not every time but before he eats a meal, will pray, and he's always done that, and it used to freak me out. Mm. I used to be like that's weird. I love that he's eating like uh, Fruit Loops and praying. <laughs> oh, no,
0: he's the go, best! <laughs> he literally is like Pop Tarts, yes.
1: <laughs> but he's always done that, and I used to think like, "Oh my god, this is weird." Like it made me think of, of my it. Catholic, yeah, you know, whatever. I used to be
0: like lame, and now I'm like, "Can I do the prayer?" Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> All of it. I used to think it was so lame, yeah. and I think it's also, you know, this question also is indi- indicative of the programming that a lot of us have had. And that Lindsay and I spoke to where it's like, how can it feel natural? Because if you did grow up in the same sort of indoctrination mm. that we mm-hmm. grew up with, it doesn't feel natural to be, it. or I'll speak for myself, it didn't yeah. feel natural for me to be in a church repeating the same thing every single year, having no connection to what was going on, feeling completely like I was so far from God. It was so far from me. And so it doesn't feel natural to pray because I don't think we were taught to pray in the correct way. So it's really relearning and giving yourself permission and allowing yourself to like just explore ways that fit for you. And knowing that it's normal to feel a little uncomfortable because it's felt uncomfortable for so many people Mm -hmm. for so long because of the ways in which we've been separated from God. Yeah, it was so formal. So formal and like you have to say the Our
1: Father and the Hail Mary. And then... It it wasn't a conversation. Yes. It was like a proclamation and like so disconnected. And I was like, what
0: is this? Yeah, it was like Hail Marys or for for Catholic upbringing. It's interesting too about the, you know, saying God, because in the Hermetica, which is like my new favorite book, in the Hermetica, they actually use a TUM, A-T-U-M, which is a TUM is like all things. And it's interesting because in the Hermetica at the beginning, they say we're not going to use God because it has like too much of a charge for too many people. Mm. So even the Hermetica, which is like an ancient text, talks about the charge that the word God has. Oh, wow. And it's interesting because almost for me in Hermetica, it's, I like that. And in, in Law of One, they say, they say um, the infinite creator, like the one infinite creator. But it's like, Almost in Hermetica, it's interesting because it's almost like, oh my God, you're going to bitch out like that? <laughs> <laughs> no. And say it's all Yeah, like you guys are going to like say the most profound things and like bitch out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it's just fascinating through all the different texts of like what people essentially say. So whatever you say is perfectly fine for you. It just needs to feel like it's what makes the most mm-hmm. sense, but also don't feel afraid. And really, I had to, re, you know, last thing I'll say on this, I had to really look at why I ha- God had such a charge for me, why it was like scary to say that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like, a really oh, good point. God
0: is damning everyone to hell. Mm-hmm. God created all of this darkness on earth. You know, you really have to reestablish and understand what reality is Yeah, to really know God. And even praying for
1: like the lifting of those Mm -hmm. stories and Mm -hmm. beliefs around God and like programming around God. Good one. Amazing. Party on. Party on, baby. Three zero pod, a thirty pod, A30 pod for ten percent off. Okay, small daily actions they just make a big difference. And I just cannot emphasize this enough. It creates this cascade effect and honestly a snowball effect. (laughs) So one begets the next really great positive small action, but it almost has like a bigger impact as the day, as the week goes on. Um, And I'm just someone who very much believes in this, whether you're like smiling at a stranger, or maybe you wake up a little bit earlier to practice your meditation, or maybe read part of the book that you're loving, uh, or maybe you integrate a healthy habit, like taking a probiotic, which is something that I've been doing for a few years now. I've been taking seeds DSO one daily symbiotic and I love it. And I've just noticed that this is the catalyst at the beginning of the day for a ton of healthy choices that I make um, and I've noticed a difference when I don't take it um, I forgot on vacation a few months ago and I noticed a difference I was bloated I wasn't as regular I started to get a little breakout on my chin things are just going haywire um, so I'm just so thankful for seed if you are someone who wants to support your gut or your skin digestion your gut barrier integrity oh I recommend seed Shipping to your door to when you put it in your body all the way through your GI tract, um, all without synthetic or chemical coatings. Um, and this was developed in collaboration with seed scientific board and based on their foundational work in probiotics in the microbiome. They are the best in the space, um, So I just, I trust them and I've experienced incredible results. So trust your gut with Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash almost and use the code 25almost to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash almost. The code is 25almost. Uh, Next one is, how do you deal with expectations of friendships as an adult through life changes? And we had a similar question that was a little bit more specific. Did you ever feel during your wedding planning that friends didn't care that much? So it's like dealing with those expectations. And it's just an interesting observation and so true. Did I,
0: Lindsay? (laughs) (laughs) She was disappointed in me. I was unwell (laughs) before my wedding. I was Mm. unwell. Unwell. I was crying so much. Mm -hmm. I was so upset at how flippant people were about the most important days of my life (laughs) and how certain people showed up or responded to, to the wedding. And for me, you know, when I respond and react in that way that feels like it's um it's guttural where I was like, "Yo, this hurts." When people are canceling in the last couple of weeks, when people are, you know, not booking travel in time and then sort of bringing you into that like drama or people just feel like they don't care and they feel like their intention is in the wrong place. I had to really pull back and be like, "Okay, what is this hitting for me that feels so intense?" because I know that I'm not the only person in everyone's life. I know that people have lives outside of me. And for me, it was really hitting on that like little girl in me that always feels like I care more than everyone else and that people don't love me in the way that I love them. Mm. And, you know, it's a scary thing. Like it's a tribal a tribal thing and it hits a part of your brain that is that really is scary to believe that like, Oh, the tribe and the people that I love don't love me and like there isn't that reciprocal relationship or connection during this really important time for me. And yeah, it was incredibly hard and I feel better on the other side. I felt better as soon as I as soon as I got there and I really looked for the beauty and the selflessness of so many of my dear friends that showed me their hearts during my wedding week, but um it was a huge learning for me and I had to be really forgiving for everyone. And the way that I did that was I was really honest with every single person that I felt disappointed by. Every person that I felt let me down during that period knows that I felt that way. And I have had conversations with and we are on the other side better. And I had to consciously choose and have the conversation in my head where the me of a few years ago would be like, okay, we're done forever. You're completely out of my life. Mm -hmm. I would cut them out of my life Mm -hmm. completely. Just kind of savage about that. But me today wants to be less attached to the way in which I feel like people need to show up in my life and just be very clear about the very intimate circle that I have that understand and know my expectations very clearly and always live up to those. And then for the other people... Be more forgiving and to understand how they fall in the order of my life mm-hmm. and just let them be in that way. So I made the conscious decision to be like, oh, it's okay if people don't do everything I want them to do. Like life ends up the way it should. And I can forgive people for not showing up in the way that I feel like they should have. But yeah, it was really hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah,
1: I, you know, just kind of witnessing that. I really respected your ability to be honest with them because I think I kind of just err on the side of allowing peace certain behavior. Yeah. I'm like just wanting peace. And if that means bad behavior and I am like silently disappointed, then that's the way it is. But that was inspiring to me because I, and I've been working with this, especially moving and just being around different people and just connecting with friends in different ways, I'm like, I need to be very clear about my expectations for my friendships at times. Like, Mm -hmm. because I am prone to allow, just not taken advantage of, but like, because I'm so, quote, easy and laid back Mm -hmm. and like, uh, supportive and such a giver, there tends to be an imbalance in Mm -hmm. a lot of my friendships. So you know, especially going through big life changes, part of what I'm working on is like allowing my friends to show up for me Mm -hmm. and also seeking support from my friends Mm -hmm. through life transitions, you know, because I think from what I'm learning, people kind of see me, especially like my family. So it's not friends, but like, see me as like, oh, she's good. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't need help or support or love mm-hmm. or inquiry or whatever. I think a lot of people would relate to that listening. Yeah. Like it's just, but I do, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I sh- on the outside, just have it all together. Mm-hmm. That's like definitely my, me at the core, just like putting that facade out there. But of course I'm human. Like I'm going mm-hmm. through things. So it's both allowing for people to show up and really receiving that Because if I don't, if I'm like, no, I'm okay. It just makes them feel like, oh, wait, what? Mm -hmm. Like, can I be Mm -hmm. there for you? Can I be your friend? Mm -hmm. Like in the truest sense of the word. And then also seeking it. Like reaching out and being like, yo, I'm having a fucking week. And like, I would really love just a listening ear or I would love your advice, Mm -hmm. you know. And just having that connection be a bit more alive and authentic rather than just kind of like, cool.
0: Cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because intimacy is that honesty. You know, like that's intimacy. Mm-hmm. And when I'm trying to think of, I've been given feedback for sure from people. I'm trying to think of like a very prolific time when I've received feedback. But when I've given that, when I was able to give that honest feedback, that's like an intimate moment. That's mm-hmm. vulnerable. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is not perfect. This is not processed, but this is like how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And I am feeling safe enough with you to say how exactly I'm feeling, knowing that this could upset you, that this could ruin the relationship, whatever. And I think it's also good that I felt like I have nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, take it or leave it. Like, this is how I'm feeling. But I couldn't, I was up to, I was at a point where I was like, I couldn't lie. Yes. And yeah, it's liberating. It's not easy. And I think that's a very special time though. And I really actually appreciated that about the wedding period is like that permission to like do a lot of shit that I felt like I couldn't do normally. Like if it was anything else, like an event or something, like a normal event where people said they were coming and then didn't, I'd be like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know? So I don't know if I would have given myself permission to really be that honest in any mm-hmm. situation. Totally. And last
1: thing I'll say is just kind of like stepping into like my responsibility as like a human being that is in relationship with other human beings mm-hmm. where like, yes, you know, it's, yeah, I, I had that thought. It's like the, the hard conversations, quote unquote, hard conversations where if expectations aren't met and mm-hmm. being able to express that and or noticing that you have friends who barely meet your expectations mm-hmm. in a pattern and you don't say anything like that is, I think, tarnishing the mm-hmm. the purpose of your connection in this life. Yes. Where it's like mm-hmm. you are there to be like, I see something greater in mm-hmm. you. You know, in different words, but I see something greater in you. Mm-hmm. And like, let's talk about what is holding you back mm-hmm. from I don't know whatever mm-hmm. that thing is that they don't um, meet the expectation on. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking about that a lot, where I feel like I'm allowing a lot of quote bad behavior, mm-hmm. and how that's not helping them. I know. And how that's not a good, like I'm not being a good friend I know. by just being
0: like, well, they never do that. So I know. that's just the way it goes. And I was thinking about that with specific people. I'm like, oh, that's a pattern that they have where they do, I like, guess, an example, what they did with my wedding and they don't have intimate relationships with people because they do things like that to they did to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's like, oh, that's a pattern that you're not only doing to me, but you're doing to other people and it's detrimental to your your life because you're not having as deep and intimate relationships because of situations like this. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I know that's a hard one because you're like, how much of a right do I have? I know. That's with everything. You
1: know, you're a and then of a right. my thing is also, I don't
0: want them to be mad at me. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know. Mm-hmm. Facts. Which. My, think, my fear is always them being like, well, you. I know. You know, like, <laughs> well, don't uh, turn it around. Yeah, you know, literally. You're like, ah, what? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't about me, bitch. <laughs>
1: Um, thank you for that question. This was a, just kind of a topic and something that, that someone uh, suggested to Krista, just this idea of realizing that we shouldn't idolize anyone. Oh yeah. That's cute. Um, And
0: that not every action they make aligns with every soul. Just kind of Yeah. This is from Jess in my DMs and just, she's now having the realization that we shouldn't be idolizing social media people or gurus or authors or teachers or leaders, and that not every prescription that these people have will align with every person's soul path. And I think that this is like a Peter Kelly topic. It's like a Aly- Alyssa Romeo topic. It's you know an Africa Brook topic. Something we talk about quite a bit. But this is something that I've really been thinking about mindfully in the sharing of my content in the way that I show up in. My experience with other people, where especially in like 2020, 2019, it was crazy to see people saying things with the true heart belief that what they were saying and prescribing will apply to every single person. And that every single person should follow their prescription of how people should live their life, how they should vote, how they should, you know, work, how they should be in relationship, how they should be an activist, like whatever it was. The soul prescription for the same thing for tons of different people is so dangerous Mm -hmm. and it's cult like to have that belief. And that was a huge awakening that I had, you know, where I was like, wow, you actually don't need to say anything that everyone else is saying. Just because everyone else is saying it, you actually don't need to say anything, you don't need to act. Or be in the same way that everyone else is just because everyone else is doing it. It needs to feel true and authentic for you. And nothing will happen, nothing will last, nothing will actually change if everyone is acting in an unintegrated way in belief that they're in support or against a certain topic or issue.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? And I think it also comes down to like trusting ourselves,
1: which I think just yes. as a collective, Huge. we are slowly but surely doing more and more and sharpening that or working that muscle because i think ideally you know we have these experts and teachers and healers and and gurus of sorts i don't really like the guru thing but it's it's like we should be able to say take their course watch their live read their book and discern for ourselves because we trust ourselves mm-hmm. what feels truthful to us and what feels aligned to integrate into our own lives. And the other things that don't, we could be like, okay, that's not for me. Yes. And it's not about following this person and then being like, I am a follower of this person and everything that they do and say and how they mm-hmm. live. Because I think what happens is that when when that's the first, you know, like adherence and commitment, it's like then when they do something, say, outside of your beliefs, et cetera, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like this, it's this huge, huge, like crumbling of what you thought this Mm -hmm. person could provide you. It's like having the expectation of you're going to be incredibly curious with this Mm -hmm. person that you're initially attracted to, to learn from, and then trust yourself, Mm -hmm. discern, and like take what is for you and leave what's Mm -hmm. not.
0: Yeah, it shatters your projection of like who they are. Yes. You know, and like what they believe. And people are allowed to be however they want to be online and however they want to be in life. And people are allowed to change their minds. People are allowed to let you down and disappoint you. But whenever someone that you don't know is disappointing you, it's really your perceived idea of who they are. Mm -hmm. Because who they are is who they're going to be. And if you have this idea that they believe a certain way and maybe find out they don't believe a certain way, that's actually just whatever idea you had created in your head. It's actually Mm -hmm. not truth because they're living in their own experience and their own expression and they have every right to do so. So it's always on us. Like When we have that moment, we're like, oh my God, they didn't do or say something or be in the way that I wanted them to be. It's like, that's your problem, Mm -hmm. not anyone else's, you know? And always bring it back to you. It's like, well, how would you want them to be? Why don't you be that in the world? Why don't you say the things that you wish they would have said or, you know, express yourself in the way that you wish they would have instead of like asking and giving the power away to other people to do what you wanted them to do.
1: I think we can get tripped up because there is this thing of like social media and platforms and having a huge following and just feeling like, well, if I if i don't have that then, then i can't say those things and have like the same impact but it's not true
0: but well, also it's like why are like why so much of the time are we like expecting like <laughs> these like influencers with like millions of followers that are posting like fashionova pictures to be like political correspondents all of a sudden i know like literally like people are like oh you've only been posting makeup videos for 4 years and now you're supposed to be like an expert on yeah po- mm-hmm. geopolitical issues i know I know it's like what do we
1: expect? It's sad. There's also something like with capitalism and how these teachers, healers, gurus, etc. are like wanting to sell as many fill in mm-hmm. the blanks as possible, and so it's making it yeah. like almost to a fault attractive and accessible to everyone. Mm-hmm. Not every quote and everyone in quotes, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Rather than having almost like a, it's really our responsibility, but falsely making it seem like all of this information is what you need to know. Yes. To live your life. Yes. Rather than like, hey, (laughs) this -hmm. is what I believe and this is what I teach. And I'm really excited to welcome you into what I'm offering. And I hope it lands. And if it doesn't, all good. There's so many other people out there. Yep. But because there's competition and capitalism and all this stuff, obviously, Mm -hmm. you want to be like
0: the one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was weird on Sarah Laundrie's post, Bird's Papaya. There was like this like troll comment that like commented something about her breastfeeding. And I just commented something quick. I was like, you know, I don't know if everyone knows that you can keep scrolling on this app. And I got like 3,500 likes on the thing. And it was just so telling to the fact of like, Mm -hmm. people don't realize that like, Just keep it moving. Mm -hmm. Keep it moving. If someone is not saying something for you, that's the beautiful thing about the internet. Your life, you can keep it moving. Yep. Yep. You know.
1: 100%. As our listener, you are going to get a discount plus a free thermometer, baby. Use code ALMOST30 at naturalcycles.com to get 15% off an annual subscription plus a free thermometer. That's naturalcycles.com. You're going to use the code ALMOST30 to get 15% off an annual membership and a free thermometer. All right. Next question. Um, this one is actually a someone that submitted on my Instagram and it's kind of an advice advice vibe. Married but feel emotional connection to someone else. Mm. Reaching out feels sneaky and ignoring my heart feels like a betrayal to myself, feeling very guilty.
0: Fuck him in the closet, sis. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him in your car, sis. <laughs> Have him bend you over at work. <laughs> I like took this question because I was just like, I'm going to fucking fuck around <laughs> with this one. Um, I think with this, I always think about like, there's so much energy when it's like, no, no, no. I know. It's almost like taking away the-, the forbidden? E- yes, the forbidden. That's like, sometimes it's like, if it wasn't so forbidden, I don't know if it would have the charge. Yeah. And I wonder too, like, we think that in our-
1: relationships and especially like a marriage that like our significant other should be most things to us emotionally oh, yeah, for sure so I don't know if it's like just, it's just kind of, of thinking, my roommate. thinking about that <laughs> expectation you know yes and I think it depends on the appropriateness mm-hmm, yeah right so like I can have an emotional connection to another male and feel fulfilled in the conversations we have. But not fuck fuck 'em, mm-hmm. but if it crosses the line into like sexting and like talking about things that are inappropriate, obviously that's something
0: completely different, yes,, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just thinking about <laughs> thinking about this liven <laughs> Sorry, in the flesh or laughing um I'm just laughing yeah i I know what you mean. I've had that where you feel like you're like, ooh. Mm-hmm. This is not approved. <laughs> not I've ever said, I've never said anything or sent anything, but I've thought like, oh, this wouldn't be mm-hmm. something that would be fun mm-hmm. to find out. And it always kind of like runs its course, but I'm, I'm acting like I'm like having DM conversations. This is alluding to a little too much. not to alluding to anything. So what I'm trying to say is that I've had conversations with men that have been attractive— that I have found attractive from just the physical level where I would think that Justin would probably be like, oh my God, he's an attractive person. And it would create an energy of jealousy when nothing was really actually there. So I think that's the thing too, is that we have this idea where it's like a man and a woman who are attractive are talking. Like this is going to be Mm -hmm. dangerous and it actually never really is. So I think there's the deep, intimate reflection and thought on your actual relationship and- and. Having the honest conversation with yourself, being like, is this fulfilling me intimately, passionately, in every way that I want to be fulfilled? And is this person fulfilling something else for me? Or is it the fantasy that I enjoy? Is it the exit? You know, is it the idea of someone else? I think when women want to leave, we usually find a like scapegoat type pseudo boyfriend to sort of make the bridge easier outside of relationship. I know all my friends would usually do that. And I've definitely done that where I've sort of found the person that I could transition my like affection to for the time being until I was able to get out of the the long-term relationship. That's obviously not the most honest and best way to do do it, but that's something that Mm -hmm. I definitely did. And it really was because I was like trying to get out of this situation and I sort of needed support in that. So I think it's the deep inquiry. Like what is that guilt? What is that shame? How can you diffuse the energy from it? How can you pull energy of shame and guilt from it and see it for what it really is? And if it really is something that feels like it's more than just a relationship, I would probably cut it off unless you wanted to um, explore it further and then kind of go from there. Yeah. I'm curious if you've had a conversation with
1: your spouse where you are expressing, you know, your needs, your desires, and what feels to be missing. Because I have a feeling that if you're feeling emotionally just malnourished in your marriage, that the other person is probably feeling something. Yeah. Something similar or just something. And so
0: the— I just feel like women are so weak. I know. But the offering of
1: a conversation, I think, is— such a gift, it's it's hard. It's mm-hmm. going to be a hard conversation. It's going to be awkward. But, you know, even saying like, listen, I've kind of felt like these moments of just emotional connection with people, like in passing, in whatever. And it's really making me think about like our connection and how we can just like foster that and cultivate that because I'm just feeling like I'm not necessarily... Getting what I need. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine that you might be feeling something.
0: Mm-hmm. So, could you have a deep, intimate connection with another man? Like just a friend? Mm-hmm. I do with mm-hmm. Joey. He's gay. Yeah, he's, so gay. he's gay. So, it's like, does that, it's weird, you know? So, it's like, obvi- but I guess the sexual, you know, he's not attracted to women. I think that's, but it's, it's from my definitely perspective, different. It's
1: different because it's not a
0: quote threat to your yeah. heterosexual husband? Yes. Do you know what That's I mean? That's true. I did yeah, but. I just wonder like can you have a deep intimate relationship with a man? It's funny because I feel like Sean has a lot of girlfriends that he I can know. be incredibly
1: just open with. This questions from Sean. Deep with what? It's questions from Sean. <laughs> It's actually Sean. <laughs> actually, Sean on his oh, no. pseudo account. It's oh. on his burner. <laughs> but I don't feel, I don't know what it is about how he does that that doesn't make me feel a certain way. I Totally. It's weird because I think our connection
0: is really deep We're and intimate. Very, women are very intuitive though. We yes. you know, Like if there's, you yes. could be like, you're friends with a hundred chicks and there's one where you're like, that one's a little funky. Yeah, totally. You know, like every girl knows that Uh situation with a relationship where you're like, this one is a little funky. Totally. We always know that's something. So I'm interested if the man also feels that too. Mm -hmm. If maybe you're you're in a heterosexual relationship, maybe if he feels that as well. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Possibly. So that was a bunch of different information. (laughs) None of it helpful. (laughs) Those are our thoughts. (laughs) Oh, man. Blessings to you. Last one. Last one. You go for it. What do you want? Oh, this is a good one. Relationship is comfortable and healthy, but not challenging me. So this person's asking about their relationship. It's comfortable and healthy, but it's not challenging me. Mm -hmm. I can relate to this one. I had to really rethink what I was looking for in a relationship. And I had a period with Justin. We've been together nine years, something like that. And I had a period where I was like, oh man, this isn't like fully challenging me. But what I was doing was taking all the energy that I should have been applying to my life and my growth and my own development and putting it on our relationship and him in particular. And I really should have focused that energy back on myself. Like, how can I challenge myself to read more, to mm-hmm. become more the person I want to be, uh, to do all of these things that I want to do. Like a lot of what I want to do and create in my life is actually outside of Justin, like most of it is. So I was kind of channeling that energy to feeling like I he needed to be the reason why I was evolving and growing or why I was feeling challenged. And your relationship, if you shall seek it, will have enough challenge. mm mm-hmm. Don't fucking worry about it. If you really lean in and you're really vulnerable and you're really honest and you're really yourself and you really want to go there, it will have all of the challenge that you seek, period. Yes. It is the greatest mirror. Anytime I want to tap into my challenge, I can definitely do that with Justin. It's not pretty and it's not fun. But um. And then within that, I had to also, I kind of reframed comfortable and healthy, you Mm -hmm. know, where I was like, damn, life is hard enough. Life is hard enough anyways. Like I want this to be our own little like abyss. I wanted it to be our own little mirage where we could just truly enjoy life and have fun and laugh and like be ourselves and be deep when we want to and be creative when we want to or be however we wanted to be. And I stopped looking at my relationship as being so much of like the ultimate growth hack for myself because Mm. for so often I was in really deep intimate relationship with men um, throughout my life. And that was my greatest opportunity and springboard for my growth. So I had to reframe Justin and I to being like this beautiful cocoon of love and support because my life was like hard enough already outside of it. So I think the first part is to really look in and how can you really support your own growth and then second, I think, is to really look at your relationship. If you wanted to go there and be more vulnerable, it can be that opportunity for more challenge. Um, and then third is really redefine to have something that's really healthy and loving be good. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we kind of even poo-poo that. Yeah, 100%. It's like, Sean loves a challenge yes. just in
1: general. So sometimes after we're like super good for a long time, he's like, Mm -hmm. I need to shake this shit up a Mm -hmm. little bit. And I'll feel it. I'll feel kind of him pseudo, like Mm -hmm. just creating a little bit of, you know, dissonance between us. And I like called him out on that. And it's true. It's a hundred percent true. It's almost like he needs that in order to know that like, we're going to grow together. Mm -hmm. Like that we can like get through these fights and hard times. Mm -hmm. But what what it brings up for me is, Am I, you know, this question brings up for me is like, am I, because I'm a peacemaker, because I'm like, quote, easygoing, am I not saying how I really feel? You know, like if it is like super easy, peaceful all the time, I just need to check in with myself. Not that I want to bring up things to fight, but it's like, am I expressing myself on a consistent basis or am I just like going with the flow and, letting him make all the decisions or just kind of appeasing whatever he needs and wants. And it's at that point that like, I kind of shift the system a little bit, that relationship between us and express how I feel, what I need, what I desire. And that can oftentimes bring up like, wait, you haven't told me this. Like, what have you been like? Mm -hmm. Why haven't you told me this? What is, you know, so it shifts it a little bit. So it can bring up some some challenges, but I think you're so right. It's like that call to be more vulnerable, I think is kind of what you're feeling with that. Everything's good, but there is that need, like a soul need to just be more of yourself. Yeah. In the relationship.
0: Mm -hmm. Totally agree. Yeah. I love that. Congrats Why on being I? a comfortable and healthy relationship. I know. It's true. But also, you know, if you feel in your heart, you're like, oh, this is, I feel like I've outgrown this. That's a factual mm-hmm. a lot of people feeling too. I've I've had
1: that as well. have like been with people since they were young. Yes. You know, so it's like been with someone since they're in their early 20s, which is incredible. Been with them for 10 years. And they're like, hmm. And, you know, it's healthy to change. It's healthy to kind mm-hmm. of have those moments of like, And outgrow people. Yeah,
0: I remember my ex, I used to be like, I just want to go deep. And he's like, I want to be surface. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, I'm out. Yeah. Just how funny is that? He's like, can we just be surface? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's honest. Dude, it's honest.
1: It's freaking honest. Dude, it's honest. Wow. What did I even mean by deep
0: then? I don't even know what it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, who knows? Jesus, who fucking knows? Um, You guys can listen to other Ask Us Anything episodes for Almost 30. Make sure you're subscribed. would love if you guys would write a kind review. These have been so sweet and we really appreciate it for all the content we deliver weekly. We will see you guys at camp on July 24th. We cannot wait. Invite a friend. We are going to have to close registration for this probably a few days before just for how many people that are coming. So make sure you register at almost30.com slash camp. And we just want to thank our sponsors for camp. We're yes. super excited.
1: Issue is sponsoring camp and Mundi and Yoga Wake Up. All three incredible brands. Issue is one that we use for our creating content and being able to repurpose for different platforms. And Mundi is a beautiful uh, plant and herbal apothecary of sorts and Yoga Wake Up. Really excited. They have just beautiful yoga accessories and just have a beautiful ethos. And then the sponsors for this episode, thank you to Woo More Play, Drops, Safe Sleeve, Hum Nutrition, and Coinbase. You can find all discount information in our show notes as well as on almost30.com. Just scroll down and click on partners. We love you. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs)